Welcome to Techno Gypsy Podcast, hosted by Abhish Shashidharan. Ibrahim Alkasi, the well-known Indian theatre director, pedagogue and artist, passed away on 4th August 2020. This series of episodes are a tribute to Ibrahim Alkasi. In this series, I try to explore the untold artistic practices, pedagogical methodologies and cultural interventions of Ibrahim Al-Kasi from his fellow artists and students. In this episode, eminent theatre director and pedagogue Neelamman Singh Chaudhary will share her thoughts and memories of Ibrahim Al-Kasi. Neelamman Singh studied at National School of Drama Noodlehi during Al-Kasi's period. Thank you and welcome to Techno Gypsy podcast. When did you meet Ibrahim Al-Kasi for the first time and please elaborate your experience. I was a student at the university in Chandigarh and Al-Kasi had come into the English auditorium to deliver a lecture. You know, he walked in wearing a grey cape and a very jauntily perched on his uh, curly lock of hairs. He looked like such a magical figure. And the language he spoke was a language which I'd never heard before. The words that he chose, it was just a choice of words which was so completely extraordinary that I was mesmerized. I had no idea about theater. I had no idea about what art meant. But I was determined somewhere that I wanted to be a student of this incredible person that I'd met over this one-hour lecture that he gave. Such was his impact, not only on me, but on many of the students. It's just that I took a decision to do something about it so I could further this equation that I felt I wished to establish. So I joined the National School of Drama, unsure about what art really meant, what the contours of the business was. So I was completely ignoramus putting myself in a space which uh, so special, so professional, which required commitment, which required dedication, which required a certain intellectual rigor. And Al-Ghazi made us recognize that theater was not a hobby class, which is what in most middle-class families, art could be seen as a hobby, but never as a profession. So somewhere he catapulted me from seeing a theatre or art as something which you do on weekends, as something which required the same dedication as you required to be a doctor or a lawyer. So it was a very life-altering moment for me. And how do you see his directorial process? Ibrahim Al-Kazi taught us that bringing alive was the primary purpose of theatre. Bringing it's a life for yourself, for your audience, a character, for history, or simply your conceptual thoughts. He also instructed us or taught us that bringing a life needed instincts, needed patience, creativity, knowledge, and above all, huge efforts. Theatre, he made us recognize, was not something flimsy or whimsical. He was my teacher at the National School of Drama. I observed his creative process and driving passion 
And what I recognized was for him, theater was a singular way of looking at the universe. Nothing else had relevance that didn't feed into the theater space that he created for himself and for his students. His role as the head of an institution almost attained a mythological status for all of us. He reassessed the legacies of not only European theatrical practices, but also explored Asian traditions and regional forms. I personally feel that his role in the creation of modern theatre sensibility is something that even his harshest critics cannot devalue or erase. In a certain way, his work embodied the radical spirit of the times and he refashioned modern Indian theatre through hard questioning, rigorous training, storytelling techniques, relationship with space, language and myth. But above all, he challenged the entrenched assumptions and refreshingly reformulated whatever existed anew for his students. It will be great if you could talk about the influence of visual arts in Ibrahim Al-Kasi's theatre productions. The visual arts played a very significant role in our training. And I think that really came from the fact that Al-Kasi straddled two worlds so effortlessly and saw the connection between these two worlds. Because the world of theatre is also visual space that you occupy. You make compositions in space. You cut through space. You create a color palette. You create compositions. You construct a scene. I mean, he was, as you may have heard as a student, a master of choreography. He knew exactly how to do group scenes. You know, how he created group compositions. And that all really came from his understanding of the visual arts. And BS students were exposed to aspects of how one actor creates a frizzle with the other actor in terms of how he is positioned on the stage, how he makes his entry. I think a lot of the language that he also used when he was giving instructions to us as students came from the visual world. You know, he was very particular about costumes and Roshan Alkazi, who was his collaborator, in terms of uh, designing all the costumes for the different productions that were done at the National School of Drama, one wrong color note was enough for him to clarify and to see that nothing was random. Everything was thought through. Everything was structured. There was exactitude. Exactitude in movement, exactitude in gestures, exactitude in entries, exactitude in compositions, exactitude in speech, how you stirred the sugar in your tea, how many times you have to stir your spoon to your striding across the stage to the angle of your gesture really came from his deep understanding of composition, which he got through the visual arts. I know that. When we did Danton's death, or we did Tugluk, or we did uh, Look Back in Anger, I was not part of that production, but we were very much part of observing that production. He would actually show paintings, especially 
when we were doing uh, a play like Danton's Death or a play like uh, Tughlaq or Suryamukhi or Andhayog. He showed us paintings of Caravaggio. He showed us Rembrandt's lighting design. He taught us about, you know, the birth of man by showing us the magnificent painting of Leonardo da Vinci. So he actually used that visual material to open our minds and make us understand that positioning on the stage is also psychological. How we psychologically make the gesture. So it was like uh, continuously exploring, continuously thinking, continuously looking, opening our minds, opening our hearts, opening our way of the way we perceive the universe in which we live. So it was much more than just theater. It was actually expanding our own relationship with the world we live in. Yes. When you look back now, in the contemporary situation, how do you look at his contributions to Indian theater as a pedagogue? Um, I think his contribution is immense. And I cannot underscore that strongly enough. In a certain way, he professionalized theater, especially in North India. I mean, you know, some of the values and the ethics that he created in the workspace in which we functioned were quite extraordinary. Like, for example, he told us that after the show is over, you become invisible. You do not linger on to wait for praise from the audience. You go back into your green rooms. And he taught us that theatre is not self-indulgent. He taught us about mood, that moods have no place in theatre and neither does the ego. It's only when you erase the ego can you actually become an artist or start your journey as an artist. His contribution has been so enormous that we have hundreds of what you would call um, templates that he has released in amongst the students that fortunate enough to have such a grand teacher as Ibrahim Al-Kazi. I don't remember as a student of you know, being three years at the NSD that he actually talked about any theoretical concepts. He didn't say, I'm using method acting, or this is Meerhold, or this is Bert Albrecht. There was none of that theoretical language that was injected in our uh, workspace. But what he did teach us was attentiveness. He provided us a grammar, a protocol of what it meant to be on stage and also off stage. He told us that how to raise the bar within ourselves, how to push ourselves into ways that we, which were unexpected. And yet everything was structured. Not much was left to chance. It was not a theater of improvisation. I mean, I do remember in the beginning, you know, in first year, when I was in first year, when he used to come to class, there used to be a kind of a, a model, a model with little images of men and soldiers and women. And then he would make us understand that how he's going to compose the scene. But I think within less than two months, that was thrown out of the window. So many winds of change were blowing at that time that there was no way that Al-Qazi was not impacted by it. So I think 
he understood that what the actors do with their body in space is something very special to the body of the actor. So he gave that space for us to explore and experiment. But within that space, he also at some point froze it. So there was exactitude, but prior to the exactitude, there was also that space where you could explore how much you could push yourself and your imagination. I think it was very interesting because when I first joined the NST, the first play we did was Ibaragi, uh, which was a kabuki play done by an Ornogatho called Sazo Soto, who came and did this three months production with the students. And those three months, we were exposed to what Japan is all about. We were exposed to the tea ceremony, to the sumi ink drawing, to the art of the samurai. We were taught about Zen Buddhism, you know, how everything that happens, you know, whether it's no theater, kabuki theater, it is all based on these Zen stories, as was the Ibaragi based on a Zen story and about the costumes, the texture. It was incredible. We saw films of Kurosawa. So all the best films I saw from Japan, it was like a new world I had entered. It was so special. It was not just doing a play. It was like making you enter into a world which is so far removed from your world, but to find a resonance between your world and the world you were entering, to find links and connections overlapping, co-mingling, separation, perspective. It was hundreds of little nods that we were exposed to. I was also fortunate that when I was in second year, we did a Yakshagan performance. Shivram Karanth had come from North Kanara and he did a Yakshagan performance with the students. Again, in the same, we were exposed to the sound, the music, because for a North Indian, you know, who had not traveled so much at that time, I was all of 20 or 21. I had not been exposed to, you know, forms like Kathakali and Yakshagana, and they were, uh, the language was alien, the sound patterns were unfamiliar. And how somewhere it aroused a certain racial memory within me and made my own connections. So it was a very special three years for me. Along with that, we did Danton's death. I got to know about the French Revolution, about Robespierre, about the storming of the Bastille. You know, so it was during Alkazi's time, production work was academic work. We learned through practice. Classrooms were also there. We also learned about modern Indian drama, Sanskrit drama. But afternoons, immediately after lunch, it was production work. So it started at 2.30 and went on till 10, 11, 12, you know, with dinner break, with, you know, we lived in Vakil Lane. So we'd walk across and have our dinner and come back and work till midnight. So it was like a whole world that he created around us. So it was very, very special. In classroom, when he taught Chekhov or he taught, taught Fedra or Irpus Rex, he became every character. And we were doing Richka take. I was a third year at that time. And, uh, you know, when we made our entries and we tripped over the pillows or the, you know, because it was all done in the bed style with arches and quite a magnificent production with paintings from the Mivard miniatures. And when we would trip over something, I remember him telling me, please, can't you see? You've tripped over the bolster. 
The bolster is also an actor. And this is exactly the language we are using, where we tell the actor that the object is also an, as much an actor on the stage as a physical actor. So I think the language we use today is a language that we, he left for us as a legacy. So each class was like we were sucked in, in ways that were, and I think slowly this becomes, you know, this, this kind of, a teacher of his stature and his commitment, it all becomes embedded in you. It becomes part of what you internalize so completely that when you set out to make your own company, you start becoming as exacting as what your teacher had laid out for you. After National School of Drama, he worked for theatre, but there was a shift in his artistic life. What do you think about that? You turned in his artistic life. I think he left in a way that broke his heart. When you find that students strike against you in colluding with some of the staff members, my information really comes from conjecturing because he was uh, so heartbroken that somebody who had given his life, sweat, blood, to theater was treated so shabbily that he turned his back on theater. And then when he was persuaded for whatever reason, again, I was at that time between Bombay, Bhopal and Chandigarh and my, my children were young. So my trips to Delhi were very, very infrequent. So I don't have too much of an idea of the politics of it. But I think when he was invited to come back, you know, theatre is so much connected with the now. If for 15 years you've not done theatre, the whole language changes so fast. The whole vocabulary of instructions that you give to the actor, the scenography, the visual language, the grammar of acting, it changes with an alacrity that is so fast. You can't come back 15 years later and use the methods that you remember. So I think that was unfortunate. Quite sad, because I believe the plays were not uh, really so powerful or so impactful and didn't create that buzz. Do you want to add anything more? Well, you know, I could go on and on because, uh, uh, you know, his death has brought back all the memories of how special he was. And I really feel that we need to value him much more. You know, his legacy must actually be smelt and felt in the corridors. Because I think it's incredible that a young man of 38 was invited by Nehru to set up a National School of Drama or to, I think when he was 32, he was invited to create the syllabus. And what a syllabus he created. It was a mixture of ancient and Greek and uh, Shakespeare and Elizabethan and rooted and indigenous. And it always used to bewilder me that why is he considered westernized? I have seen and I have experienced that when he did Tukluk, I mean, he was born and brought up in Pune. You know, his father was from Saudi Arabia. He dealt in horses for the races in Pune and Bombay. He went to Xavier's in Bombay to study. He worked with Sultan Padamsi. And then later he went to London to study 
but he really grew up in the gullies of uh, Chora Bazaar. You know, he knew Hindi, he knew Urdu. I do know that when we were doing Tughlaq, a Malvi used to come and teach him because Tughlaq is so much to do with a kind of Persianized uh, Urdu. I mean, he was such an incredible teacher. And if he made us work for 10 hours, he worked for 14 hours. He set examples. I remember him coming inside the school and picking up the cigarette butts and, you know, torn newspapers or something lying around. He gathered them, which made us also feel that he made us understand that you have to respect the space in which you work. He used to clean the toilets before a show, which motivated us because we admired him so greatly. It motivated us to also clean the toilets. So he, to me, was just a kind of teacher who changes your life by just being who he is. Can you imagine he used to go to the library and uh, find out if he had issued books? And if he hadn't issued books for that month, he would uh, tell us, oh, you've not issued any book. He was so powerful spiritually and intellectually and emotionally on our psyche. We felt compelled to read the books that he recommended. And I think that kind of uh, teacher is, uh, is hard to find. He, he was so incredible. Thank you. Thank you for your words. Thank you so much. And this episode ends here. Techno Gypsy will come back with new episode. Thank you.